0: and he talks to the food and says one of the brothers will sing and she asks if he would sing some southern song for the babe and sam's like yeah you know i used to sing but randall tarley is a hey uh hey everybody and welcome to another episode of brotherhood without manners your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of george rr R. martin's a song of Sapphire series. it's good to be back bitches as always, I'm your host, Zach, sitting here.
1: You're really drawing this out. I'm Nate.
0: What up? He can't handle it. He's got no patience today. None. He can't.
1: Since the guy's been rushing me for three hours, and now that we're finally here, he wants to just stretch it out.
0: Listeners, could have had this episode recorded three hours ago, is what he's saying to you, but he has to procrastinate. We read a song of ice and fire here and talk about it. We've been reading A Storm of Swords. Nate procrastinates on it, and so episodes come out late, but we've been making our way through, chugging along. Also a full spoiler reread. Okay. So
1: then, if you haven't tuned in, or if you would like to not be spoiled,
0: turn around now. Uh, Valid. I mean, you're not wrong. You're just wrong because you're you. Last episode, if you joined us, we were reading Catelyn 5, which was... I'm gonna burp. What, Excuse what me. kind of professionalism is this? I never, Funny. I never claimed professionalism first and foremost. foremost. You came to the wrong fucking podcast. Catelyn 5. Catelyn and her son Rob were on the march to the twins because someone's gotta get married for Rob fucking up in Love Edmere. and marriage, right. love. And it's all very and sad, very, very love, spooky, but... and very. Gloomy, and because they're all gonna die, we know. (laughs) Bye. It's the naming of the heir, the start of the GNC.
1: Uh, Rob kind of sneaking in on Catelyn and getting all of her, all the lords of the North to bear witness to him signing. Whoever it was, he was naming his. Johnson.
0: We know. Like that's that's not fucking fuck around. It's Johnson. And yeah, it's sad because they all die soon. But that's cat. We're moving. North, very, very far way north, way far north to our friend Little Samwell. Big old Samwell. Whoa, Samwell three. Where? Where is this fucking on it tonight? Yeah. Samwell two was the mutiny at uh, Craster's Keep, the death of G.R. Mormont, as many of the Night's Watchmen, which was how this book began, was with the plant planning of a coup, which was very much so interrupted by the arrival of the White Walkers and the others, and. That the remnants of that picked up at Craster's Keep, where many people were murdered. Sam, in it it was very well done, of course, because Martin kind of cuts away and we come back to as Sam is escaping, as coming to. Sam kind of sat there with cradling Mormont's head, not really believing what was happening, and that was basically how he managed to not die was by being so insignificant and then was approached by some of Craster's wives who had Gilly and the babe and were like you need to get her ass out here and that gave Sam something worth fighting for as craven as he thinks he is and they a woman worth fighting right. for and Sam and Gilly swam us out of there and that's where we begin Sam 3, as they have arrived at what Sam is fucking praying is White Tree. Spoiler alert. It's not, it's not White it's Tree. not White Tree. Which they had passed on their way north with Jon Snow leading it. Like, And I love Sam's memories of Jon doing the ranging north, where like he was fucking Lord Commander and not Old Bear, because he checked every single one of those buildings at White yeah. Tree himself. Like, Sam, you hype your boys up. like You, you a real one. So... He thinks if this is White Tree, I know where we are. <laughs> if not, whoops! Still don't know where we are then. Yeah, he aches and pain. Uh, he like he wants it so bad to be. White tree that he even forgets for a second his aches and pains, forgets Craster's Creep, forgets the old bear, forgets the others, all for just one tiny second, but then thinks that eh, all the wildling villages kind of look the same, which is a little bit racist, and there's a huge weirwood that grows at the center of this village.
1: Racist against weirwood, like the villages? Against the wildlings, yeah. Against like, the wildlings, because they're villages and because they all use similar al- architecture. Sure, yeah. And so that's... That-
0: Samwell okay. is being a little... You know, biased towards right. specific architectural
1: stuff. He's styles. taking
0: his southern views okay. and pre- check your privilege, is all I'm saying, Sam. Just, you know, a little bit. No little. buttresses, and so he's pissed. Let's turn it down. Let's turn it down. All right. All right. So he thinks that White Tree's Werewood had definitely been bigger than the one that's in this little small hick ass village. And this, uh, the Werewood's face is long and sad. Oh, we can see that. And crying tears of blood. Red it's sap. Red sap but tears of blood. So what's interesting here is that in a few chapters here, we're going to run into another face with tears, one of which potentially lands grossly in Bran Stark's mouth as he's passing through a door under the Nightfort. Yeah. While that tear isn't it's it's more a drop of water it's not specifically uh described as a tear until bran tastes it and describes the taste as salty as a tear but that's through a weirwood door that a password is given to pass through and then the mouth opens 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 and they pass through and as they're passing through it kind of drools on bran and he knows it t- it's salty like a tear. I just think it's super interesting that Sam is looking at one that's crying, and there's going to be an interaction between Sam, Bran, Trees, Tree, Bran, Sam. It's, Cold it's, it's, all, it's all connected, people, you know? We're reading books here. Come together. There's a story playing out. Sure. I'm burping up a lot. Yeah, you got some gas today, man. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> empty houses ring uh, the tree, but... There's no people or animals or any sign of them. They all went with Mance. And Sam is grateful for that, since they'll have at least a roof to sleep under tonight, which would be yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. He is
1: so tired. He, yeah, he's been walking the whole time, because the, they had two horses, but one of them died on, like, what, day two? Yeah. Day one and a half? He thinks it's probably his weight
0: that did it for the poor thing, but... Which is why he obviously can't ride doubles on this one. He notes that his shoes are worn to pieces, and the blisters on his feet had long since Burst and turned to Callus, his toes were getting frostbitten, which again, this whole entire chapter Sam is just focusing on how cowardly he is, how fat and useless and I should fucking be dead because better men than me died to get me here essentially. But the the he he's not even getting the metaphor of the blisters on his feet, turning to Callus, getting stronger, hardening, and his toes getting frostbitten, where when sobbing. Sam took another step. Sam sobbing. He thinks about how much his feet ache more than anything in his lower back. And now it's not so much his feet hurt, but it's it's not that ache. It's not that pain. He's getting stronger day by day. And same with volunteering to walk. That's one of the brave, that's what basically Small Paul did. Like, Sam is not quite carrying Gilly and her baby yet, but, but... he's still walking every step from hundreds of miles north of the wall
1: down to the wall. He's walking it. And even if he's not necessarily losing the weight, he's...
0: He's 100% losing the weight. Right. What, like, right. what the fuck? And yeah. so...
1: To me, it's that exactly like you said. He's sitting here berating himself, but it's it's like Ned says. You know, the only time a man
0: can be brave yes. is yeah.
1: when he's afraid. And like, what's what's more brave than this motherfucking guy and escorting he's liter- this woman and, right, and
0: child? And he's literally being hardened. His his blisters are turning to callus. That pain is turning to hard leathern skin that can handle it and is toughened and heightened. Like Sam is. Toughening up before us, like it's, and it's so funny that he's so despairing on himself, but we we are literally shown it occurring. But it was walk or die. Sam knew Gilly is still, of course, weak from childbirth and carrying the babe. Besides, she needed the horse, and yeah, the second one. Yeah. (laughs) Whoops. He'd. So
1: they get inside one of the homes, and Sam has Gilly make a fire because he's useless. uh,
0: He thinks cut himself. Doing it, which is a large theme in this book, of our characters, uh, fucking up their hand and losing some function of their hand. Catelyn, John, many characters right. get their hands just sliced, particularly. Jamie. Yeah, well, like <laughs> Jamie and Jamie and Theon, maybe. Uh, and yeah, he goes to poke around the village and thinks that you know this is what. John did last time. Yeah. He has no idea what he's looking for, but... And this but... is
1: where he admits to himself that this is definitely not White Tree. Yeah. Like, this sucks, but
0: it's not White Tree. Yeah, because he, he finds nothing, so he stops for a minute at the werewood. And that's... he prays to the old gods. Yeah. The eyes weep blood, and he's like, I don't... Ew. I don't remember that.
1: So he says, if you're there, help us. Do you think that that's why Coldhand shows up right now? No.
0: Um... I don't. I think they're already on him. They've been watching Sam and Gilly since they left Crasters. Uh,
1: I just when I when he was asking this, it really made me think
0: of. Uh, Asha talking to
1: Brand. Oh, 100%. Like, about the gods
0: speaking. He, this is, heard, rustling, this is heard. This is heard. They're know. not here because Sam is doing this. Like, they were already... Right, right. They were already nearby. Like, legit cold hands is like, oh, buddy, don't worry. Like, just rest easy tonight. We got you. We'll get you out of here if the others catch up. Like, Sam is... And I love it because he specifically says he doesn't know if John's gods hear him. And... It's so funny that he's calling them John's gods, because, I mean, <laughs> John uh, is kind of lost in the sauce right now, and and I don't really know who he would particularly say he would call a god at this moment in time. Like, the old gods, he's struggling with some stuff in his... I still his, think he prays... A hundred percent, but it's not to the point that, like, Sam is making it at, like, John's gods. Like... The there so he there're more Ned Starks gods that John tries to uphold because of that like John is I think they're more holier John's gods than now, now than
1: ever Ned's at this point after seeing the Giants and thinking more along the the children worship the old
0: gods I'm not saying John all. doesn't so yeah, epitomize he's, he's not saying it's John's worship gods. I I'm not Disba- disparaging Sam saying it. I'm think saying that John isn't as pious as that sentence makes it sound. I, don't,
1: I didn't take it that way as well. I just didn't take it as him making him out to be pious. He's just mentioning that he was a southern god believer before John. and
0: He's standing in John. a wildling village and it's Jon Snow's gods that he's... uh, Yeah, yeah, that's... The 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 wildlings' gods don't seem to hear him? Like, it's just...
1: I don't know that he sees them affiliated with the the wildlings. That's what's
0: bizarre. He's in there It's their... Like, you know, that's what's crazy to me about this. It's Jon Snow is what he's saying. Like, that's what he's... And, like, you're in a wild... Like, it just situationally, why is Jon Snow on his brain? Like, it's I I get it that that's his introduction to it, but you're standing in a fucking wildling village, bra. Like, praying to their heart tree. Like, right. and so it's just an interesting that he's like, I don't know if Jon Snow's Jon Snow Targaryen's gods are hearing me right now. Harumph. Like, eh, mm, all right, all right, Sam. Like, you're y- you've got this weird. I don't know, elevating John to this status of battling with the the, the White Walkers or something. There's some weird inherent where Sam is equating some power to John, I think, with the, the old gods. And I don't think he's even remotely aware of it on a level that he could... Direct it to. It just this stood out to me as one of the more interesting bits of the chapter is that it's Jon Snow's gods when he's standing in the North in the haunted forest in a wildling village that he thinks could be White Tree, and it's Jon Snow's gods. But I digress. We can we can move on. Sam returns to the Long Hall where Gilly has the fire roaring and is feeding that babe. The baby. She asks how far from the wall they are. And he lies to her. Yeah, he lies.
1: <laughs> he doesn't know hundred percent. A few, a few far, days? Not far? No,
0: not far at all. And oh. This is
1: where you, you know he has the maps. He knows how far the wall would be from specific points. He has no fucking clue where he is on the map because yeah. they've had to. And he mentions it here. I think it is that he's become to he's come to hate lakes and fucking rivers, mm-hmm. which is. Very funny that he's coming to hate lakes and rivers. When the next chapter, we're gonna have some people that probably hate some lakes and rivers themselves with Sam, Sandor, and Arya. But because he has to go the fuck around them, he can't
0: just. I mean, if we like to back up for a second on that last statement, like you take everything as their symbolism. You know, the Tullys are the rivers. Like lots of people already do hate the Tullys, and that's exactly what they're headed towards. So, like, sure that. You really, yeah, a hundred percent. There's this. These interesting because... And it's the same thing that Catelyn and her band are, are dealing, dealing with right with, yeah, now. There's no bridges, often. there's no ferries up here. They have to either cross, ford, or find a way around everything. And he thinks if Bannon or Dywin were here, they'd already be at fucking Castle Black roasting their little toesies and enjoying some hot mold fucking wine. Which
1: similarly is also coming off of the Catelyn chapter. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what you're expecting from the the Frogmen, the Cranicmen, and Howlin' Reed, and, 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 Reed yeah. and them moving around the marshes and doing some wild shit there. Well, he's... what's
0: your take then on Bannon is dead, and Dywin left with Grant and Ed and the others on Cat's situation? Um... Catlin's dead, and the Blackfish fled with... Right. right <laughs> <that was perfect. laughs> what the fuck are we even doing? Oh. So, uh, so Sam reminds himself how big the wall is, and he's like, you know, we just literally have to go south, we'll and at eventually... some point yeah, right. it should show up. Like, it just has to. But then he's like, but the issue is kind of then how far east or west we've strayed. Because we need to hit it kind of at the sweet spot, exactly where fucking Castle Black is. Right. Because that's the only way in for hundreds of leagues. And Gilly's like, is the wall as big as Craster used to say? And Sam's like, oh, bigger, of course, and blah blah blah, and goes on and on about uh, the, all the See, fires. Yeah, and this is
1: where he starts getting himself into like, he's really kind of just being very assumptive. Granted, I, he actually what He's going to be able it, to do, and yeah, oh yeah, we'll give you all the food you want. You can sit by the fire. Mm, Horseshit. Like the half of the people at the wall, regardless, are going to allow a wildling wild woman, room, right. even. Even if you're not, quote-unquote, a wildling, because you're a woman, but right. you're... As close to a wildling
0: as you're right, you're Craster's bitch. That's disgusting, and your vile thing is going to be about the nicest greeting Gilly gets. And yeah, she's Gilly, sweet as pie. She's like, could me and the baby just stand by the fire, just not for a long time, just till we're warm and it's And He's like, you can sit there. Yeah, as long as you like. And it's like, Sam, you're you're getting caught up in this kind of fit. This song of it, too. And he talks to the food and says one of the brothers will sing, and she asks if he would sing some Southern song for the babe. And Sam's like, yeah, you know, I used to sing, but Randall Tarley is a cunt, and didn't let me. He's right, selfish. like literally fucking traumatized it out of Sam. So Gilly's like, yo, sing me a song, sing the baby song. And so he does. Bah. He sings the song of the seven. Turn down for seven. Wah, bah, 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 bah. Yeah, Sam lays it down, yo. Like, yeah. And it's a banger. And the last time he had sung the song, uh, go ahead and read it. Cause oh, I'm not going to. No, not you. Oh, I'm talking to the listeners. Well, yeah. oh, don't. You were supposed to already have read it. I have read oh, it. Okay. I wasn't going to
1: read it here. No, on... right.
0: No, go ahead and read it. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. There isn't really any hidden meaning. I found right. it's a it's song a about seven. the the religion and what they all represent. And yeah.
1: And now I want to
0: point out how
1: fucking wildly astute. Gilly. Uh, one sec, because okay. we get
0: one more heartbreak, because he says the last time he sung that song was with his mother to get baby Dick on to sleep. But Randall, of course, had heard from somewhere, like, he literally just paces around the castle listening for fucking happiness, and is like, nope, right. nope like, there, there it
1: is. And, yeah, kicks open ever. the door, and he's like, you
0: already fucked up one of my sons with this soft septum song bullshit. Go sing to your sisters, little fat boy. I don't want you near my son, which, like, okay. All right, that so that's why. I like Sam is as, you know, fucked at to himself as he is right there. Got it. That's, you know, just important to highlight. And then, yeah, uh, the baby is asleep because she notes that uh, the baby... Doesn't have a name Doesn't yet, have a name And yet. isn't
1: allowed because it's bad luck to name a kid before he hits two years old. Because, you know, you're assuming he's going to live that long.
0: But, yeah, I love it because you can see the gears turning with Gilly. Because at first she tells him, you sing good. And, like, Sam's like, you know, oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Blush. And, like, Gilly's kind of quiet for a minute. And then she's like. I you said there like, were like, Yeah. Guns. I always heard there were seven. But you only sang six. And he's like, yeah. The stranger. Stranger danger. We don't really sing of him. He's bad. We don't sing of death. And Sam's Sam. So, like, even just mentioning the stranger makes him uncomfortable. So they eat a bit of the black sausage that some of Craster's wives gave him, which isn't bad after you chew it. And Sam goes out to tend the horse. It's cold enough that he decides to bring the poor thing inside so it won't freeze. And he begins to worry what he'll do with at Castle Black which right now reality is he's starting to kind of think through the logistics but then thinks and isn't wrong so long as we reach the wall alive the rest doesn't matter and like that's, the, that's right. the mindset he's Definitely. in they're fleeing from the fucking others let's reach c- civilization to some degree before we worry right, about the others in
1: mutiny like let's get right to...
0: the, right in a mutiny so yeah 100% he's a little focused just yeah so on he the brings
1: the right horse way. in they all curl up and Not the horse. The horse has to stand by himself in the corner.
0: He had some wood to the fire, yeah, and they get under Sam's cloak with Gilly, and he likes sleeping next to her. It reminds him of sharing a bed with his sisters when he was little, and until, again, cunt Harley decided to put an end to that, which, again, is just, like... (laughs) Jeez. You're fucking... Yeah, man, like, every... Like, you know, he tells him to go sing to his sisters, so he starts bonding with his sisters, and, like, I... I'm reading it as entirely just wholesome, like Sam, you know, was up late giggling with his sisters, and Tarly came in and was like, you're a boy, they're girls, you can't be in the same bed, even though you're siblings and you're not Lannisters, and (laughs) put an end to it, like... Fuck off, man. Fuck off. So Sam is like, I wonder what a good old dad would say if he could see me now. And he imagines telling him that I, I killed another, sir, and the black brothers call me Sam the Slayer now. But he can only ever picture... Scowling disbelief Sarcastic. on, which is all that Car- Tarly can do. That's it all. Was, I mean, that's all he gave him. Yeah, was, And that's all I'm,
1: as I recall, come feast. That's all that it he's will
0: capable be of, his, right? Yeah. His, is like yeah. That. Well, like actually, yeah, because we get to see how fucking threatened he is by Brienne, which is great, because he does not like her. Right. But yeah, and then he has a pretty strange dream. I mean, how strange is it really? Um, I love. I love that this is what's used to... That was very good, Dr. Pepper, by the way. I love that this dream is used to springboard into the end here, the horror scene. Sure. Because th- it makes the part at the end of the dream, the part that technically should be the warmest and and kind of, you know, <laughs> best part, like... The scariest for me and I love it so much so he's the lord of Hornhill and is feasting all of his friends fucking primo dream yo cutting meat with heart spain. John's Literally there the old bear for- Ed Grin Pat, Pip Toad all his other brothers but instead of the gross, dreary blacks. They're all dressed in bright colors. And yeah, Sam's just slicing meat with heart's pain. And there's food, there's drinks, there's singing, there's dancing, and most importantly, everyone is warm. And after the feast, he retired to the room that he had once shared with his sisters. Only Gilly waits in the large bed for him now, naked, but for a shaggy fur and there is milk leaking from her breasts, and that is when he wakes suddenly in cold dread. And it's just so good that it's Gilly, and his thought of sort of the thing that's right next to him, that draws him back in. But it's also that like, oh. And I think a lot of it has to do with
1: the the temperature, the cold.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. In the
1: dream, it's warm. It's warm.
0: She's warm. It's warm. Cold dread. Wake up. And this is a hundred percent his f- fear of his his boner for gilly like he's a virgin right he wants her in an in a way he vowed not to, vowed not to and and never thought that he could ever come close to right the only girls he's ever slept close to are his sisters and of course he wasn't interested in that gilly there's no absolutely no reason if she's you know willing that these two shouldn't couple and he's aroused by it and I think it's 100% that, that fear of it and it's that teenage like, holy shit and then there's also the supernatural others, so yeah he wakes suddenly in cold and dread the fire had burned down to embers and the air itself seemed frozen, it was so cold the horse is kind of starting to lose its shit and Gilly's just chilling like she's up by the fire, like clutching the baby like, What kind of fucked Sam uh, yeah Sam, um I was going to wake you, but, like, you know, what good would it do? Yeah. A shadow in the corner moves. Sam tries to tell himself it's nothing, and then he, like, starts coming at him. And he's like, oh, no. So... He prays to be asleep when he realizes that he has seen this man die. And Gilly starts shrieking that he's come for the babe. Babe's reek of newborn life. He's come for the life. Which I just... That's my favorite line. He's come for the life. He's here for the life. It's the best line in the books. And, yeah, she's losing her shit. And as it approaches, the light... The shadow becomes small, Paul. And, like, just terrifying. Terrifying. and Sam's bladder, let's go. He tells Gilly, You take the horse and you lead it out. You do that. You do that now. Which he does this cold, Dude, like brave as shit. Gilly. Fucking does it braver than shit. The white looks at Gilly, but Sam yells to draw its fucking like attention. Look at me. Look at me. He has Look a dragon glass dagger. Luckily, he remembered to take it from Warmount. He moves away from Gilly and like, tries to
1: plead with Small Paul's humanity.
0: All the wonder, all the while wondering why he's such a coward. Right. Why he's such a cat? Co- like you're literally like I like, I. Like, Wait, wait, hey, look at me, (laughs) hey, yeah, yeah, no, don't attack them, don't attack the innocent baby and woman, like. And, oh, man, I'm such a coward. Why do I suck? And, yeah, he's praying for just a little courage, just a little bit for Gilly to get away. Like, he at
1: least musters up enough courage to lunge at the fucking thing when the horse neighs, grabs the attention of Small Paul, and then Sam yells and goes in. Yeah,
0: starts going nuts, stabbing.
1: But Small Paul still has his chainmail on.
0: Well, we learn as well that, like, the... Because the, the knife goes in, it just doesn't really seem to affect the lights I don't think as it much. Pu- it his doesn't puncture. No, him? it
1: doesn't pierce the the chainmail and doesn't even hit him. And before it shatters, because oh. he breaks it off of the chainmail,
0: and now you're fucked, Sam. Sam tries now to grab his other it. knife, but yeah, no, his throat's grabbed real quick. He loses the second dagger and is just getting fucking choked out, and it's horrid until he throws his way forward. Like really, he's a heavy Yo, dude. I'm a
1: big dude. Yeah. small Paul's. Big too, but it, with this. The whites are clumsy. In they're, the light, they're damaged. Yeah, they're great. can't gross. sustain both of their weight and he t- takes
0: it down Which to the floor. Gets Sam enough to get a breath before the hand's back at his throat and he's scrambling for something. And he in. pulls a John Snow. Yeah, he finds a smoldering piece of wood. And it's so slams funny how, how much it. he's channeling John. With the hand. Yeah. yeah, this whole chapter, Yeah, with yeah, yeah. the following. Peeking through and, and. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. He praying to John's God. Slams it into Paul's face so hard that teeth. Smash. Like... I, he's he's just literally calling himself a coward this whole and thing. And a weakling. And like, and like he's... I, the thing would have choked me to death and I would have died pissing my pants right. and shitting all over myself. Like, Samuel Tarley is heroic as fuck in this chapter where he's just what But he thinks nothing
1: happens with the log going through Dude, the,
0: it's the so Samuel cool. Like, face. this beat that it takes is just so fucking cool and riddled with tension and And it's I just because
1: it. of the fact that it was an embered log it needed to help, uh it needed to be stoked a
0: little bit inside of Small head. So Sam head. just blew him some butterfly kisses. <laughs> <sighs> and Smallpaw's face ignites. And the blue eyes are gone. The magic's gone, bitch. So Sam stumbles out of the long haul, coughing, spitting up some blood and calling for Gilly. We're good. We did it. Gilly I got. is currently and. backed up against the weirwood and she's like, hey, Sam, there's more. And they're all the Whites are closing in. They've already got the horse down. They're ripping out its entrails, for thing. Chiggity Chet. And Sam sees Lark, Softfoot, Riles, Chet, Hake. And it's just like, mother And the
1: Whites killed the horse. Yeah, the horse, man.
0: man getting Poor chewed horse. up. Like, just the worst zombie apocalypse scenario. And that, Sam is just, it's not fair.
1: It's not fair.
0: A raven lands on his shoulder. Of course. Not a raven. Let's be honest here. Fair, Far. Nope. Fear. Mormon's raven. 100%. The fuck. Which means blood raven. The leaves of the weirwood tree begin to rustle. The starlight itself seems to stir. Sam notices the ravens in the trees. Thousands of them as they descend on the whites, shrieking. Tearing them apart, essentially. And the raven starts to shriek at him, go, 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 and Sam fucking books it. Runs to Gilly, grabs her, and is like, oh, fuck, the horse is dead. What do we do? And he hears, brother. Brother. Brother, look this way. Yo, it's motherfucking Garrett. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. And sees a rider on an elk. A very, very large elk and so he notices that the man is wearing blacks and he's like, Yeah, that matters and runs over. That's and important. The elk lowers itself so that they can get up. Gilly and the babe go up first, and as Sam grabs the hand, he notices that it's fucking cold.
1: Hands. It's cold hands.
0: It's not a glove. He's it's got glove. these
1: gross dead stone black fingers. And clothes. Clothes. God damn, we got cold hands, dude.
0: We Here got cold is. hands. We got cold hands. So, a little bit more of a back-heavy chapter than a front-heavy, but... Yeah. So,
1: that right there at the end was when, when he heard the rustling
0: of the leaves
1: right before the ravens come in. That's where I was... The I old put, god speaking to you, yeah, child? Yeah. yeah, like, that's where I noted that, that for the starlight and itself, that, like, yeah. They're calling now. They're saying, like, it's time to go. Get in there. Act. Right, and then...
0: Blood Ravens fucking just straight up like go, run now, go, 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 run, go, 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 right go, go, there. go, go, right. right there. Like the whites are distracted, the Ravens are fucking them up, get that bitch and go. Yeah, so this one really steps up the creep factor in the back end, which is very similar to. Well, when... I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, but this is the final like creep factor one, because I think the next one is Sam. Converge like we see Sam through Brand's right, eyes, and right. they're back beyond the wall. So this yeah, is yeah. And to
1: me, it's it's almost identical in the. And I should have been a good podcaster and done my research and went and checked the chapter where John first encounters the White in when he saves Mormond and he damages his hand grabbing the fire and all that because it's very back heavy. Yeah. Similarly, where it's this creepy tone, and then all of a sudden, boom and it's good stuff, I like it a
0: lot. Yeah, uh, let's convene our small council, we'll get some inductees, and... Hopefully you're a lot less of a dickhead in that part. Not likely.
1: Ravens. They were in the werewood, hundreds of them. Thousands, perched on the bone-white branches peering between the leaves. He saw their beaks open as they screamed, saw them spread their black wings. Shrieking, flapping, they descended on the whites in angry clouds. They swarmed round Chet's face and pecked at his blue eyes. They covered the sister men like flies. They plucked gobbets from inside Hake's shattered head. There were so many that when Sam looked up, he could not see the moon.
0: Creepy chapter, dude. For old God Hakes. I hate you. Mm.
1: I- that really took me a whole fucking second to figure out what the
0: fuck you were doing. Welcome trying. to the small council for Samwell Three of A Storm of Swords, which leaves us, I believe, with only two Sam's chapters left in this book, which is real fun.
1: Yeah, you're the one tracking those. I have no idea, uh-huh. so glad you And
0: know. so you got an inductee for this Samuel Oh, chapter. shit, no. I didn't think of that at all, so... Mine's going to the horse, the horse who gave their life so bravely. Which one? So that the one at the end there who's getting his entrails picked out, because clearly... He was getting his entrails picked out because he was fucking squaring up with some whites and being like, yo, get off my girl and her babe. And they were like, we got to take this horse down. It's way too dangerous. It's going to fuck everything up. We got to kill him first. And so, like, he was way too powerful. Had to be Like, that's what's crazy is that, like, it took, like... The, the leader, whatever leader of the others there is in the books that we haven't seen, they came and killed the horse. Yeah, and
1: like, sure. That's what led to right. Coltan's even making an appearance right. here, because he wouldn't have shown up no. had the leader no. of the right. Whites 100%. not had been there to 100%. kill this so horse. So
0: the non-existent leader of the Whites showed up and killed this horse, so the horse is getting my inductee. Nice.
1: Uh-huh. That's a good one. Uh, maybe we can get, like, uh, Lady Stoneheart to give her life to give the gifts to the horse and um, bring the horse back. Maybe that's why I'm pretty
0: sure that's like a show you can see in Tijuana. And oh, so like right.
1: No, never Yeah, mind. We don't want to we inductee? Um, I'm gonna give it to Sam. Sam, Sam. will Yeah, I, just because I, I didn't pick one before. If any one chapter before, is and, a and, one, and he deserves it.
0: Literally, he's, like one of his bravest chapters. Again, he's... hands out. From regardless start to of the close. fact that he's talking
1: mad shit about himself the entire chapter. I mean, who chapter, like? That's a mood. I've. Right. (laughs) Everyone bashes (laughs) themselves worse than anybody else. If anyone in this entire series has shown bravery, it's this motherfucker right here. Because he's, you know. And sure, sure fucking no, fuck, downplay no, fuck, everybody it, yeah, fuck else everyone else. Like, but he's so out of his element. He has been thrown to the yeah, ground yeah, and pushed yeah. down and convinced that he's this piece of shit. Right. To still break out of that and protect this woman and her child to the best he possibly... Because he did, obviously didn't know and would not have sent her out there if the, if she, he had been aware that there were thousands more of those fucking whites For waiting outside. Sure, He... Let her go while maintaining the attention of Small Paul in zombie form, and then fucking fisticuffs this thing <laughs> in the cold while pissing himself, which probably gave a nice little warmth. I'm burst, sure, I like, like a nice, uh, nice. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's the point of flight and fr- flight or fight, fight or flight, fight or flight. I just had him flipped it sure. backwards. That's all. So Sam Harley's my inductee. He's, that's a good one. Too. He fucking yeah. deserves. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he does. It's not.
0: Uh, I would say uh, the only other person I'm willing to equate bravery wise for what they have to go through is Brienne, I think. Brienne, yeah. Brian yeah. and Sam yeah, sure. are of the same vein because of shit that they've had to overcome based on societal shit. But that's neither here nor there. We, I believe, only have the one inductee this time around from Kristen, who we always appreciate hearing from. And since it's just the one this week, we'll go ahead and read this whole email out because it's just good. She said she couldn't pull a ton of analysis out of this one, which it's it's a pretty short succinct one so I'll let you guys do your thing and keep it short and she says that she tends to like the more villainous characters that's Zach it is the more cold and ruthless, the better. But damn it, Sam is just so heartwarming. I'm the I'm the sucker
1: for the heartwarming. Sam, even on the first read through, I used to annoy the shit out of Zach when he was reading through it. Because as I recall, you you despised. I really Sam. didn't like Sam. Where I was like, no, he's the greatest. I love
0: Sam. No, you were yeah, like, no. just shut the fuck up. I hate this guy. But Christian says I'll induct Gilly for similar reasons that she would have inducted Sam. She may be tremendously naive and sheltered, understandable since she probably hasn't ventured more than 10 feet from Craster's door, but she is stupidly brave. Yo, for real. Escaping from Craster's mid-mutiny to save her son, fending off against the elements, facing off against the elements, sorry, and the supernatural, Sam's shafters have been the most reminiscent of horror stories so far, but these two still manage mm-hmm. to provide some of the most trademarked wholesome content. And so thank you Kristen, because
1: yeah Gilly. Yeah I want and I'm going to highlight your stupidly brave comment there. She is just sitting up holding the babe when when Sam wakes up. Just like, "Hey, there's a scary shadow man in the corner."
0: Right? Like, "Can I have a glass of water?" <laughs> right. <laughs> there's a scary ma- there's a scary man in my bedroom. Can I have a glass of water? Um, let's go back to the uh, I'm sorry what did you just say
1: dude? Y- you know what you're okay with it let's get you that glass of water yeah let's get you that glass of water so if you would like to write in like Kristen did thank you so much for doing so Kristen you can send us an email our email is without manners brotherhood at gmail.com you can also send us a message over on Facebook I suppose facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast uh, I'm on Twitter at manners without Zach's on Twitter at carstark 92 you can check out our website for links to everything BrotherhoodWithout.com We also are somewhat involved on doing this thing called Patreon. Patreon.com slash manners. We're putting together some uh, what do they call it? Dunkin' Egg episodes right. for you um, I believe at this point it's out that we'll be making some guest appearances here coming up soon and so we can we can finally state that on the air If you're, you're looking... Worried and concerned? Are you worried that I'm going to announce a little bit too
0: much no, here? You can't. You can't say who. You can only say that word. I'm gonna say who, who it is. is. Don't. You, I'm gonna say who it is. No, I we get in trouble. Cut I can't this. Do yeah, that. Yeah, right. We are sworn we're not sworn to anything. We're gonna be sh- popping around. So, like, if you have other podcasts that you like, maybe, maybe keep a listen out, because you might be hearing your boys.
1: In the Thrones fandom. Stop
0: I said. No, okay, I can't. I can't anyway, do it anymore. So send us your inductees. Next we're gonna be leading Aria Nine. Arya and her new bestest friend, Sandor. Clegane this is it. Are gonna be crossing a terrifying river. This is the these are, the, yep, Biggest you're the get. These are the chapters, dude. And then after that, we've got John 6, where John has left his lover, Egret, and is going to be arriving home. Home at Castle Black. And so send us inductees for those, because ladies and gents, after that, Red Wedding! It's a red, it's slippery a slope. nice
1: day for a red
0: wedding. Valada Harris! Peace!